I read a short eight-line poem recently that is entitled, Love Ever Gives. It goes like this. Love ever gives, forgives, outlives. It ever stands with open hands, and while it lives, it gives. For this is love's prerogative, to give and give and give. Christmas is all about giving. Everybody knows this. We exchange gifts and Christmas goodies this time of year, sure. Most people understand how to give such things. But ultimately, Christmas is more about the motive behind our giving than it really is the things we give. Our giving, as the poem implies, ought to be characterized by love. Christmas is about the giving of love. The Apostle John teaches in 1 John 4 the same underlying theme of Christmas. 1 John 4, verse 7 through verse 11. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Essentially, John taught here that the first Christmas ever was founded upon the giving of God's love. But notice what John wrote. He says not only the motive behind God's giving was his love, but that even the gift itself is love. This love that God gave, according to the apostle, was heard and seen and touched and made manifest. That is to say, the love that God gave on the first Christmas was not something abstract, but was concrete. God's love was made audible, visible, and tangible. It appeared in the flesh. God's heart of hearts was made manifest through the sending of his Son. John points out in 1 John 4 that through the Son of God, God has gifted to us his love. And through his Son, God's love ever gives, forgives, outlives. This passage is all about how the love of God sent at Christmas gives sinful, fallen man what they truly most deeply need eternal life, and forgiveness of sins. Both needs are met when God gives us his love in Christ. And this makes God's love the most radical love in the universe, because he doesn't give it to those who loved him first, nor even to those who are lovely in appearance or character. No, God gives such life-giving, sin-forgiving love to unlovely sinners who did not love him. That's the radical love I pray each of you have received and will relish this Christmas. But such radical love is not meant only to be received. The receiving of God's love obligates the recipients to share it with others, especially with those in the household of God, the church, God's adopted sons and daughters. From a practical and applicational standpoint, the way we can love one another has almost infinite possibilities. But here are some parameters from the context of God's love in 1 John 4 that might aid us all in loving one another better. Number one, God's love is publicly, visibly communicated, demonstrated in actions. Therefore, our love for one another ought to be public, 
visible and demonstrated in actions. Number two, God's love is sacrificial. It cost him his dearly beloved son. In kind, our love for one another ought to be sacrificial, meaning it should and will cost us resources we hold valuable. Our time, energy, finances, perhaps even our sanity at times. Number three, God's love is a giving act of his own initiative. Thus, our love ought to be a giving love, whether your brother or sister in Christ deserves it or not. Number four, God's love is a forgiving love, pardoning those who infinitely offended him. Accordingly, our love for one another should also forgive when we are finitely offended. And number five, God's love is centered upon his son. Jesus is the manifestation of his love for sinners. In Jesus, God's love shines into and overcomes the darkness. Therefore, our love for one another must also be centered upon Jesus as we seek to be lights in the world, a city of light on a hill that cannot be hidden. This season, especially, shine the light of God's life-giving, sin-forgiving love manifested in the person and work of Jesus to one another in the church. All of us need the light of his love to overcome the darkness we find ourselves dwelling in. Some in the church have struggles and sorrows that weigh heavy and burden their minds and hearts. Let us endeavor to love one another all the more, for God so loved us in sending his Son in the flesh to save us from death and save us unto eternal life.